0: The North Shield singer-songwriter Sam Fender has been called the voice of his generation The 23-year-old is the Brit Critics' Choice Award winner for 2019 His music is made on Tyneside, but it resonates right across the world I've been lucky enough to grab some time with him as he gets set to release his highly anticipated debut album, Hypersonic Missiles. Sam's appeal is his storytelling, his clever lyrics and his sublime word choice. It makes his music a compelling listen. Well, if you mix all of that and the fact that Sam is down to earth and he's as honest as the day is long, then you get the picture. He's a northeast lad on the verge of superstardom around the world, but he's flying the flag for the region that he loves – I've wanted to interview Sam ever since I heard his track Dead Boys, a poignant, hard hitting song about male suicide. Well, last year, my documentary, Be Here Tomorrow, focused on that topic. Suicide is the biggest killer of all men in the Northeast. I asked Sam about how it's affected him. Your song kind of puts into words what a lot of people can't talk about and can't explain it's a hard hitting song why did you come up with that and what was like your
1: story and your inspiration behind it I, I don't know anybody who's not had like an experience with with suicide like majority of the people I know I, I either know somebody who's done it or, or know somebody who knows somebody you know what I mean it's it's pretty um,
0: it's, it's sad and it's scary isn't it
1: but I, I mean it, for me it was it was. I wrote it purely as a reaction to I, I lost a mate as well um, but it was another person I like knew as well who was you know close to my manager and both the people who did it were actually both quite big characters in the community from our hometown. You know, there was a big hole in sort of the community when they left. I think. And um,
0: what's the response that you've had from it? Uh, it's, it's like,
1: well, it's been it's been kind of that. That's the thing. I was always terrified of bringing it out because I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to be seen as capitalizing on the tragedy of of, of suicide or whatever. Um, and it was a reactionary song. Like I just wrote it purely how about how I felt. You know, there's no like. It's, there's not many lines in the song you know there's only about four lines it's actually one of the shortest lyrically one of the shortest songs on my first album so that's why when people are going like oh it means so much to us I'm, I'm kind of like it just kind of it didn't take that long to write do you know what I mean It yeah. was. It, I almost feel like you put so much into a, into a tune and this, this one just kind of it almost like came out of the sky it almost wrote itself if you know what I mean is um,
0: that like one of the fastest songs you've ever wrote
1: probably or? yeah it was kind of, I kind of came up with the guitar part and I had this guitar part and then the lyrics kind of just fell out of it it was one of those where I didn't even th- sit and write them it was like it happened as I was playing um, and then we did a demo of it and then it was like it was like oh this is quite special and then when we released it ever since then I mean even today you know I'm, I'm getting messages through my message requests on things like Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that you get I get an awful lot of kind of really heartfelt sort of touching messages about their experiences with suicide or you get kids like I had a kid in the gig in Newcastle the other day that was you know had a sign saying you saved us and all of this and I was like I was like no you saved you I was like because it was you that chosen you know not to do it
0: well that girl Sam she's called Leah she's 17 she's from Newcastle she's one of your biggest massive massive fan goes to every gig tries to get tickets for meet and greets VIPs all this type of stuff and I knew about that sign, um that you mentioned there because um, obviously I follow you on social media and I have looked through people's comments to see what they're saying about your music. And her story kind of stood out to us. So I had her in recently and I had a, a quick chat with her. So we'll have a quick listen now. Um, this is me and Leah talking about how your music has had such a positive effect on her mental health.
2: Sam's music can always help with anxiety so if I was having a panic attack or just crying, Sam's music is literally the only thing that would calm us down. So when I was thinking about, like, how do I write this note to tell me mum that I've killed myself? How will my friends find out? Um, that sound by Sam was playing in the background and it got to the point where the lyrics, everybody wants to leave but no-one wants to see them do it. And I was literally like, oh, my God, my parents aren't going to want to be this upset that their daughter couldn't cope and couldn't talk to them. Um, and then, so, like, I had a cry. I listened to a few more of Sam's songs. Um, Dead Boys hit really hard because it's so many people that go through it without talking to anybody, and I was just like them, and there's so many other people out there that are just like me.
0: Could you tell us about a sign that you took to a, a recent gig in Newcastle?
2: I was at the Barrier, and then it was just before Dead Boys. So I was like this is the song that means the most. And then I just shouted his name and then he looked at it and then burst into tears.
0: What would you want to say to Sam? Because hopefully you listened to this and this is your opportunity to talk to him.
2: Thank you for being the reason. I'm still alive and just for helping us through my hardest times.
1: Wow, Yeah, I didn't foresee that, and I definitely didn't set out to be on some sort of crusade to save people, because that's not my job, you know, I'm a singer-songwriter, we just entertain people primarily, yeah. but it's these moments where the music connects on that level that it's pretty incredible, like...
0: Actually, you say that, I wanted to come in and I wanted to basically say to you, how does it feel being the voice of your generation?
1: I wouldn't say that, I think is the voice of our generation,
0: but... Great call. I kind of took myself back from saying it because I, I put myself in your shoes and you're with your guitar, you're writing your songs that resonate with you and it's happening around the rest of the UK and the rest of the world. But there are people who listen to your songs and it's hitting them deeply, not just Dead Boys but everything else, hypersonic missiles as well. How does it feel knowing that your songs have got this kind of like connection with old people like me, young people like the, the last that was at your gig? It's, it spans like generations.
1: It's wonderful. You know what I mean? It's wonderful. I, that's what I love about our audiences, is the fact that there is no kind of set age group. There's, It's like a festival audience. You have, like, really like young lasses down the front and then young kids and stuff in between, and, and then 20s, 30s, 40s, right up to, you know, 60 and 70. I've had fans, you know, and that's, that's insane because I feel like I pride myself on trying to be a good songwriter, and I want to be a good songwriter. That's kind of what I aim to be, and I think if your songs connect with people from all different generations, then hopefully... I mean, this is not me branding myself, <laughs> blowing me own trumpet, but if it's timeless, the lyrics will connect with people. You know what I mean? I think that's the one thing that is timeless. Like, it doesn't matter. My genre isn't timeless. I'm I'm just playing straight up rock and roll, which isn't, it, it, you know, it's not very uh, original at all. You know, white boy with guitar is not an <laughs> original setup. I think lyrics and song, if the song's good enough and the lyrics connect with people in a way that makes their head turn, then, you know, a song can be timeless no matter what sort of genre you're
0: playing. this set what we can expect from the album? Because obviously we've heard a few songs off it, the singles so
1: far. It's really mixed, man. It's like, it, this album is like, it's very special in the sense that it's like the chronicling of where I started to kind of document almost like sort of six years worth of tunes. There's stuff in there that I wrote when I was 19, 20 and then there's stuff in there that I wrote like a year ago, so it's really really, really varied, but I think for a debut album, that's kind of what you want. I want to be able to show off, sort of where I was and where I am, and and I I, I, I do feel like it's mega special. Some of the earlier tunes are they've got that naivety and rawness to them, which is pretty. And and also my voice was like a little bit higher, <laughs> so it's like <laughs> so you can kind of hear. I'm glad that I got them recordings. Yeah, you know, I'm glad that I recorded my voice when I was like 1920 because. Your voice sort of settles when you're 26 and my voice is different now. I think it's better now. It's just mad to hear all of these different characters, it's, it's different versions. It's a chocolate selection box of Sammy Fender.
0: <laughs> well, it's, a cul- it's a culmination, as you say, of all of your life up until now. When you look back on where you were at 19 compared to where you are now, that you are proud at how your songwriting and your lyrics and everything's kind of grown since
1: then? I feel like I'm coming into a new... Uh, a new era like for songwriting at the moment because i'm it's in, incessant i kind of stop like i'm i'm writing all the time and i feel like every song that i write is better than everything that i've done before the i mean i mean that's a natural feeling anyway because you just like the newest thing that you wrote but i know lyrically the last sort of 20 songs that i've wrote which aren't on the newer on the first album i know that 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 they're definitely something something else compared to the the earlier stuff i mean not that i'm not slagging off my earlier stuff because yeah. i'm really really proud of that there's some different kind of energy in your earlier stuff as well that you won't get as you move on because yeah. you, cha- you change the person but i think um yeah lyrically i'm definitely stronger I-, I might not be able to sing uh millennial as high as i used to think, like but <laughs> 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 is it kind of cathartic
0: once you've finished that album how long is it since you actually finished it and had it as a completed work and there's a kind of like there's a weight off kind of thing I've managed to get this done definitely, now I'll move on
1: definitely the first one was it was like a mad rush for like a month we just got because we knew that basically winning that Brit Award was like we weren't gonna record we were gonna go off to Japan and Australia and just tour and kind of build and build it was like then we won the Brit Award it was like okay we need the album so we got straight into a, we built a studio in Shields and then got straight in there and it was just like a manic push to get this thing done but i i feel like i work well under pressure i think i turn it on a bit when the pressure's on and that's what we did it was just mental and when we came to the end of it i mean we came to the end of it five times cuz we came to the end and then it wouldn't be the end it would be like someone would come back and be like ah, you know the the label would come back and be like oh it's like it's it's 99% perfect <laughs> But there's one part of this one song which are just thinking I'm like, or like in the mix where you know, you're sitting there mixing back and forth between the the mixing and engineer and, and Tom, the producer, and was trying to it, it was there was a lot of back and forth but that is the nature of making an album. You come to the end about seven times before you actually get to the end. You're going, Right, it's done now And they're going ah, and then, then and then you'll listen to it a couple of days later and you'll go, Oh I need to do something different with that and Oh, that vocal's too loud or oh, that needs to come up and So it is, it's very cathartic when you come there and very humbling and also just such a mad feeling because it's, I've never achieved anything like that, you know. Yeah. This is the first ever time that I've ever completed a, a body of work, so.
0: Well, you mentioned just before their touring
1: in Japan and Australia and stuff like
0: that. What's the reaction like over in Japan?
1: It's insane. I didn't think anyone would know who we were but we've actually got fans <laughs> and they're mad, like they're mental, mental fans. Like there was this girl at that um, I did, like I was doing sign-ins before the shows and there was this young lassie at the, just some fence that cordoned off the signing area and the artists and the in and the punters and, and she was at this fence and the security guards were like, she was with a load of other kids as well and they were like, the like, security guards were like trying to like shoo them off and I went over and I was like, it's fine, it's fine, I'll, I'll go say hi and she was just screaming going like, zah, zah, zah. and I, she went to shake her hand and as she shook my hand her knees just collapsed and she just fully like lost control of her legs and like felt the floor and was going ah, like, and I was like Jesus I felt like I had some sort of like you know when you see them crazy preachers in Texas and they go like wham <laughs> and they are like annihilate when people are getting slain in the spirit I felt, I felt like that she was just fully lost control like Like, it was like Beatles esque, like mentalness. Well, we've got the second album name then, Sam Fender Second Coming. I'm definitely not going to do that.
0: (laughs) Sounds very Liam Gallagher, that way. (laughs) Speaking of Gallagher, I just seen a tweet this morning saying that you're going to be playing in Manchester. I am. Have you you met him? Have you played with him before?
1: I haven't, but I'm going to meet him when we go do the show. I'm
0: really excited. I know you've played Oasis uh, when you do your tour and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you going to tell Liam to get the band back together?
1: Um, You know what it is? I'm not getting involved. Cause uh, it's just gone on far too long, that man. They need they they need to bang their heads together. I think for their poor mother. Like,
0: yeah, imagine that not speaking. Because the one years. thing
1: that I've seen, the one thing I've seen on that Liam Gallagher documentary, the thing that Peggy says, and my mum says this whenever my, me and my brother we go loggerheads our heads every <laughs> Christmas, right? Yeah, and that's just it's kind of tradition. We love each other, but we I know what it's like to have a brother, and I know what yeah. it's like to to want to punch his head in. Yep. Um. But uh, me and my brother make up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if we're ever The the one thing whenever me me and him are in a bad way, it's like my mom's distraught. You know what I mean? And it, you know, she'll be absolutely gutted. Yeah. And I've it's only ever went on for like a day or two, (laughs) so like I can't imagine how Peggy must feel like Mm -hmm. with them ten years not chatting. People just need to hang their gloves up and just say sorry. You know what I mean? Bury the hatchet, but I guess. It's not like when me and my brother have an argument, like, I mean, me and my brother don't get hit each other with cricket bats and stuff, so <laughs> that's what Liam and Noel do.
0: So, I mean, you've got the hypersonic missiles tour later on this winter. Uh, you don't have to sell it to the northeast because literally we buy your tickets within seconds. We snap that up because we love seeing you live. But what can we expect? Are you going to do any Christmas songs?
1: well for, for Christmas? Yeah. I don't know. What I is I your no favourite idea. Christmas song, actually? I like Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce Springsteen. That's like my fun one. But my favourite, favourite Christmas song is River by Joni Mitchell. Because it's not actually, it's not like a conventional Christmas song. You wouldn't sing it to have a laugh. It's, yeah. it's morbidly depressing, but I absolutely <laughs> love it. And it starts off with like an alternative version of Jingle Bells. It's like... Dun, 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 dun. It does like a weird sort of time. And then she comes in with her velvet tones.
0: So do you fancy doing that at your Christmas gigs in Newcastle? as
1: a bit of a one-off... It's a really hard sing. It's not, not trying to tell you what to sing. It's quite a hard spiral. sing. That, like, Joni Mitchell, is she's got uh, notes are all on the moon. I'm trying to think about that, how high that goes. You can channel...
0: On Christmas. Channel your 19-year-old on, self. Yeah, amazing. But what can we expect from the, the Christmas gigs then?
1: Uh, just the usual... Usual shite, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, the album. <laughs> the tunes from the album, uh, some tunes from the EP, all of the tunes, a bit of pat just, I think uh, from the home shows, I think it'll be special. Yeah. But I love coming home because that's kind of like, that's life, that's normal life. Coming back home does
0: kind of like put your feet back on the ground again. Like when you meet your mates again, do they take the mick out of anything oh, that you've God,
1: done? Oh, God. They absolutely rinse the hell out of it. <laughs> it's when you get misquoted in the local papers and I come back and my mates are absolutely having me life for it. Nightmare. What's the worst or the
0: best one that you've seen or the one that made you laugh?
1: And the whole like working class hero thing, I kind of like. That makes us cringe because I'm sure you've got to work to be working class, haven't you? Like, I was on the dole, mate. <laughs> I was on the dole for pretty much all that time.
0: We've got the album in the bag. We've got the tour done. What do you foresee 2020 like for you after the summer of next year? You're probably going to do some festivals as well. Hopefully Glastow. Yeah, there'll,
1: be a, there'll be loads, I. All right, hopefully Glastow. Let's get back to Need to get. I need to do Glastow next year. So I is won't. it going
0: to be the tour then straight back into writing and studio time? I'm
1: going to finish the tour and then I'm having a month off in January because I've not basically stopped for about two and a half years I think that's how it feels anyway (laughs) since the singles really it's kind of been non-stop so I I think after that I'm going to spend a month off I'm going to drink some beers I'm going to spend some time going around you know what I'm actually dying to do go on and like a walk around Newcastle like I've not actually been around the town centre like for beers in ages like I can't wait to just like have a little pub crawl do you um, hope
0: that you'll not get recognised as much?
1: I mean, I'm probably going to get mobbed, like, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, I, I think you know what it is. I, I get mobbed in that when I'm at home, but it's it's never like uncomfortable. Yeah, yet like I don't think it's that bad yet. So yeah. hopefully it's not that bad. I mean, I reckon I could go around town. Yeah, I mean, shields is shields is alright because people don't really care anyway. Like they've known <laughs> us for years anyway. They're just like, oh, it's just Sam. You know what I mean?
0: Well, the thing is, like, you you you're famous in a way that we like. Uh, until we decide to hate you and peg you down a couple of times. Well, that happens.
1: That, that'll, that'll happen. I'm no <laughs> doubt. You know, if I'm going to record the second album somewhere else, I'll probably get slated for that now. So. Oh, <laughs>
0: Sam, Sam Fender, bugger's off to LA, leaving time I'm, I'm going to
1: New York. Oh, you're going to New York? Excellent. It's close to Newcastle.
0: Anyway, it begins with new, anyway. Right. Um, Sam Fender, thank you so much for your time. I've you. taken up loads of your time, mate. Um, thank you very, thank you very much. Cheers.